Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, this is Nadine Dietz, host of CMO Moves. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thanks so much for stopping by today and to give you a quick overview on what to expect. CMO Moves is all about game-changing leaders, their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made, and most importantly, their personal stories of how they got to be the leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. I hope you'll enjoy their stories as much as I do and take away a few tips and some inspiration for your day. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to CMO Moves. Today, I have Pam Kaufman with me, who is the president of all of Viacom Nickelodeon Consumer Products. Very cool to have you here with me. Can't wait to hear more about it. Thank you, Nadine. I'm really excited. This is an expansion of a role I was currently doing, which was overseeing all of the Nickelodeon domestic consumer products, as well as being our chief marketing officer. And it's really exciting now to expand it to be global and also include the entire Viacom portfolio of brands and IP, which includes Paramount, MTV, Comedy Central, and a lot of awesome IP. Yeah, awesome indeed. SpongeBob's still there, and uh, Paw Patrol, and all the, so the whole gamut from all the whole soup to nuts, right? Yes, I mean, obviously, Nickelodeon Mm -hmm. is still a huge majority of our consumer products business. I mean, Mm -hmm. SpongeBob and the Turtles, are literally billion-dollar global brands. So I can assure you that the team's focus and efforts will continue to stay on Nickelodeon. But it's really exciting because the other IP takes us to, quite frankly, different aisles, some different retailers, and it allows us to talk to a few different demos. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine what a great portfolio. So when you think about all the different places that consumer products can live. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I remember you were saying in one of our conversations something about a force screen. Well, listen, the consumer is consuming content. I don't have to tell you. And obviously (laughs) a lot of different platforms and ways. And for us, TV continues to be, quite frankly, one of the most important platforms for a consumer to learn about new shows, consume shows and so forth. So TV is really important. Obviously, digital platforms continue to play a big role. But what I was telling you in our last meeting is that retail is a really vital touch point for us. And having your IP be on shelf is a really important place for the consumer to connect to your show. Yeah, you know, it's amazing is I remember <clears throat> I spent a long time in consumer products land 
And uh, did? I did. Oh. Yeah, I was a consultant for lots of different retailers and manufacturers and spent some time in as a customer centricity consultant. Um, and I it was always basically starting the shelf first. So it's really fun to hear you talk about the shelf as the fourth screen because for my land back then, it was that was the the major screen. And so my health things have changed. Well, I'm re- we really listen. We're, we're, I'm very fortunate to work for a company that literally is about creating content and having a very strong distribution platform. I mean, listen, Nickelodeon still has very vibrant television business as well as some of our other channels. Mm -hmm. Um, Paramount is still one of the best studios to release, obviously, theatrical films. So again, having content originate through our platforms and then having it migrate to retail, I mean, it's really a vital mix to be successful in consumer products. Yeah, wow. So so tell me about how you got to this amazing role, and it's such a cool role. So tell me about your journey. I actually started at Viacom, well, it was Nickelodeon, 20 years ago. And I know that because I think I mentioned to you that I was pregnant <laughs> with my second <laughs> child the first day on the job. I literally joined the company and I was eight months pregnant. Um, I inherited a new team. It was absolutely terrifying. I worked eight weeks, took three months off, came back from maternity leave and actually found out that my boss had been fired and I got a new boss. So it was a very <laughs> odd beginning at Viacom, but I always know how long I've been there because I said, wait, Amanda, how old are you? Uh, and that's kind of how I can align my time there. So the journey started as a vice president of integrated marketing at the time, which they hired me to basically come up with ideas to grow our ad sales business. And a lot of the ideas and a lot of the success was based on our IP. And at the time it was the Rugrats Mm. and Blue's Clues. So we developed, I developed promotional ideas, partnered with people like Burger King and Kraft, and then developed promotions from there. And I think what was really exciting for me is one of the things that while being at the company, I realized that if we don't strategically plan big ideas, 18 to 22 months out on behalf of our advertisers, we won't quite frankly get big deals done. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was a company that was used to planning everything for the upcoming weekend. Right. (laughs) So uh, a couple of years of being successful doing that, my boss actually said to me, you know, what you're doing is really smart strategic marketing. So how would you like to take over all of the consumer marketing, which was very exciting. Yeah. So obviously I did that. um, And from there became head of international marketing as well, because we needed to kind of teach the Nickelodeon channels how to partner programming with marketing, with consumer products and so forth. And then from there evolved to the CMO role, Mm -hmm. which again, for Nickelodeon, it's not just about the television screen. We're now expanding into live shows. Obviously our content was going beyond television, consumer products and so forth. And that's when I became CMO. And that was probably about eight years ago. And then took on the consumer products role uh, most recently, uh, probably running consumer products about two or three years ago. So you mentioned a bunch of things in there. Let's talk about live shows for a minute. Sure. Tell me what kind of live shows are you doing now? You know, live experiences continue to be a vital touch point. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously there's a lot of content being consumed in a variety of different areas, but being live whether it's seeing Paw Patrol live, and that Mm -hmm. is a live tour that's going on right now. We have a 90 city Paw Patrol show going on. And by the way, I've 
kind of coined it the Pearl Jam for preschoolers because it <laughs> is, it. it's literally like the hottest show. You cannot get tickets. Um, and watching your two to five-year-old seeing the puppies live, I got to tell you, people said it's one of the best experiences they've ever had. So that's yeah. one expression of a live show. Uh, I am fresh off of coming from the first ever kids and family music festival oh. called Slime Fest. Oh, yeah. uh, we did it this past weekend in Chicago with our partner Live Nation. Again, another example of how kids and families want to spend time together. So we came up with this idea and uh, it featured great musical acts like our pop culture star, Jojo Siwa, Flowrider, Zed, and then there was a variety of activations, including playing Double Dare, a tons of sliming. So that's another <laughs> live experience we're working on. And then we're working around the world to figure out how to build Nickelodeon lands in a variety of existing theme parks. Oh my gosh, that sounds so exciting. It is. It's, it's a really awesome business. I mean, that's like a, like, how do you decide not to spend all your time on that? Because I mean, just going around the world and experiencing this yourself could be like something so fun you probably want to do it, but well, you have all these other things to do over here. Well, I mean, thankfully there's a great team in place that is <laughs> literally figuring out the best partners to work with mm -hmm. um, and what is the best expression of Nickelodeon IP to do this. And we are looking to do this across the house. So mm -hmm. Comedy Central just had its first ever or second ever, I should say, Clusterfest. Mm. And BET has been doing the BET experience now for almost seven years. So right. I think the expression of brands in a live way um, is something that's going to continue to evolve. And I, I'd be remiss by also not adding that SpongeBob SquarePants came to Broadway back in February and has been a very successful Broadway show for the last few months, which you have to go see the next time you're here. So. I will. I will. You know, it's so funny. I You probably already have this, but you got me thinking. I have an eight-year-old stepson, so you have to have like a at-home slime kit so I can get him <laughs> we one do. day. You do? Oh, yeah. I feel like I'll do a commercial. Thanks to our <laughs> friends at Crazy Heart, we have great slime making kits that we would be happy to send to you. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, the DIY, the DIY expression is obviously super hot, but making slime is even hotter. And so, yes, we have a great, great partner doing that. I love it. And you have the perfect radio voice. You should do more on-air ads. That would be great. You. That was so not intended to be an ad for anybody who's listening. It's just now I know that you have it and uh, I can... You're Are welcome, you Larry. <laughs> I can already see my, my stepson covering my dog in slime. Um, anyways, so then you were talking about the retail products that you have. As you got into retail, now you've got retail, you've got live events, you've got everything that's happening from the media world perspective. How do you think about your team? Like what kind of skill sets do you look for? How do you organize your team? Well, first of all, I think building the best team, I mean, honestly, that's my favorite topic and yeah. that's probably... That is where I spend most of my time thinking about the organization, the resources they need, the development they need, and providing them focus and direction. I mean, that's that's really where I think, you know, you talked about right. traveling the world and all that, but it's really about the team. So the first thing you think about is we need a team that understands retail. So, you know, really fortunate to have somebody who came from, you know, people from Toys R Us and Walmart and the Disney part of the world. So mm -hmm. we build a great retail team. You obviously need incredible insights. We have one of the best people understanding the consumer than anyone, creative expression. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do hundreds of style guides every single year, everything that is fashion trends to packaging. Mm -hmm. So that the creative piece of this is vital. 
And then, of course, you need experts that understand home and apparel and fashion collaborations. A new role that we created that I'm really proud of is we have somebody running global franchise planning. Mm. So this is a person that's strategically thinking about our best IP, whether it's SpongeBob, Dora, Jojo Siwa, who Mm. is quickly becoming probably one of Nickelodeon's most important IP and thinking about this content and these characters for the next three to five years Mm -hmm. through obviously big tentpole moments and so forth. So the team piece of this is very important. Right, right. Okay. So, and then when you think about how you're bringing all of these disparate functions together, so they collaborate, like, how do you, how do you foster that environment? First of all, we have weekly conversations. Mm. I'm very focused on communication. I think communicating uh, with your team and the larger group, quite frankly, and telling them why we're doing something is mm. very important. In fact, I mentioned to you, I'm going to Madrid on yeah. Sunday. And one of the reasons to travel now in this new role to a variety of markets is to make sure internally that the leadership of Viacom around the world understands First, why are we a globally aligned consumer products organization? And Mm -hmm. quite frankly, that was a a really big move from our CEO. Uh, What our strategies are for growth Mm -hmm. and making sure that they're on board with it because they have to help us. Later today in our big, we call it the white box at our offices, we are actually walking the entire company through our licensing show presentation that we did a few weeks ago in Vegas. Why? Because first of all, as consumer products continues to be a really important growth strategy for Viacom, I think it's important for the company to see what consumer products is, who's the team behind it, Mm -hmm. and hopefully get them excited. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I remember we were talking a couple of weeks ago and you were talking about you define the CMO as the chief motivational officer. And I love that because that was the first time I'd heard somebody say that. So tell me a little bit more about how you think about that, because you've really embraced that as your role. Well, listen, you do an amazing job Mm -hmm. of talking to people and getting advice out there. And, or Mm -hmm. I would say great things that we've learned along the way. Mm -hmm. And it's really, I think it's incredibly helpful for a lot of people. So congratulations to you. Thank you very much. I did seek out somebody that I have admired for many years. He was a mentor of mine, Phil Kent, and I will give him all the credit. He used to run Turner Broadcasting. And a while ago, I said to Phil, how do you do it? You're sitting at the top of this huge company. Mm -hmm. You're incredibly well-respected and liked. And I just, if you can give me one tip, I'd love to have it. And he said, I think of myself as the CMO. And I said, well, yeah, but you're the CEO. (laughs) And he goes, I know, but I think of myself as the CMO. I'm the chief motivational officer. And my job at this point is to make sure that my team is supported and resourced and being developed. And I, I literally never forgot that, Nadine. And Mm -hmm. I think as you gain larger responsibilities and definitely a larger organization, that kind of is the job at the top. Yeah. Putting the people first, setting strategy, and then communicating it. Absolutely. And so in your new role, you're president over Viacom and Nickelodeon Consumer Products in that you own the marketing still. Are you technically also still the CMO? Or are you thinking of bringing in more marketing, somebody to make, be a CMO for you? Or what are you thinking about? So funny. I'm going to answer that in a second. But uh, we are kicking off our intern project. Oh, uh, You know, we have obviously an amazing intern program mm-hmm. at Viacom. I'll tell you where I'm going with this. And I was speaking to the new interns last week and about five interns raised their hand and said, I want to be in marketing. <laughs> and I said to them, that's 
great. <laughs> Did you know that right now in our company, we probably have 14 different marketing groups? Yes. And they looked at me and I said, so use the time while you're here right. and figure out which avenue of marketing is most interest to you. We obviously have people who run consumer marketing mm -hmm. that obviously make the plans to connect to the consumer through media. My team oversees, we have an incredible retail marketing team mm -hmm. who literally focuses on ideas to bring our consumer to the retailer through a variety of programs. There's event marketing. I talked a lot about mm -hmm. the events that we have going on right. right now. And so there are people that need to drive to events. So I, the answer is, the, of course, I'm still CMO, but I'm CMO within the consumer products world. And I think the path to the consumer, whatever you're running, you must have a very strong marketing function to that. Absolutely. I talked about franchise marketing. Yeah. You know, again, thinking strategically about how to build these brands. So there's a lot of different marketing disciplines that happen right. uh, within consumer products. And you'll always be the CMO in terms of, of chief motivational officer. <laughs> you love that. Yes, I do. I love that. You know, it's so funny because one of the, the reasons why I set out to do CMO moves was to showcase how amazing marketing can be and how many different types of CMOs there are and not one size fits all. And frankly, not even the title fits a lot of people, right? So it's less about the title. It's more about this common ground where you and all the wonderful leaders I've had on the show really agree it's about helping other people succeed. Yeah, I mean, 100%. You know, listen, I love the consumer products business. Mm -hmm. If you told me, my younger self, that I would be one day the president of a consumer products division, I'd say, well, first of all, what is consumer products? Like? <laughs> but historically, it's a business about licensing. And listen, licensing is very important. And mm -hmm. we put our IP on thousands and thousands of products, everything from socks, t-shirts, bedding, you know, mm -hmm. everything. And that is a very important part of the business. But I'll add to be successful today in consumer products, it requires a very clear strategic plan around mm -hmm. your IP. Now your IP, whether you're dealing with a evergreen iconic property like SpongeBob, that is going to have a very different plan versus the influencer today, Jojo mm -hmm. Siwa, who we discovered at 12, adopted and have literally figured out how to take an influencer and make them a multi-million dollar consumer products program. Completely different strategy right. to, let's say, Jersey Shore Family Vacation. We're kicking off a licensing program for that IP, and that is something that's going to happen very quickly right. that may not need a three to five strategic plan. It's literally getting out and connecting to the consumer now because there's such a exciting emotional connection to these incredible characters. So mm -hmm. your again, your podcast yeah. is awesome and you cover a lot of different topics. Um, but the discipline of marketing and strategic planning and branding, it, it does vary. I'm struggling right now because I think I, <laughs> I I struggle with ADD and I've never been diagnosed. I'm just going to self-diagnose because I want to go in like five different directions and I'm going to try to remember all my questions. So maybe you can help me out. I'll give you my top three. Okay. One, the speed at which content shifts. Two, you said you never imagined you'd ever be in this role. So I want to come back <laughs> to that. That's really important to me. And three, I would love to talk a little bit more about team building and your philosophy, but I'm going to save that one for later. So Let's talk about this strategic plan versus say, you know, a lot of people talk about how fast things shift. So you kind of have to have on the ground, someone who can come up with creative super fast that can feed social, but also have a performance marketer right there to help understand what's working. 
And yet, how do you think of balance like the needs for on-demand content versus like the long-term range planning the content? Like, do you have a tip for somebody as they're trying to juggle through this? Well, first I would just say is who, who are we trying to reach? Right. Because, you know, I have spent the better part of my career really understanding kids and families. And so when we're trying to reach a two to five-year-old, quite frankly, mm-hmm. um, and their parents, it is it is a different strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it's not about speed. Right. I think it's about first, and I'll just start right there. It's yeah. about an amazing story. What story are you telling to try and reach this consumer? And again, we've launched some of the greatest IP from the most definitional television show, Blue's Clues, which mm-hmm. we're bringing back. Oh, um, to obviously Dora the Explorer and Paw Patrol we've talked about and Sunny Day and Shimmer and Shine and Blaze and the Monster Machines. And I think, again, reaching a two to five-year-old and their parent is a very different strategy. So you need to start with amazing stories and content. Mm-hmm. And then how obviously how you reach the consumer, whether it's through television or short-form video on our apps and games and so forth, that's one strategy. I think absolutely when you're trying to reach adults through a big franchise like Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Mm -hmm. I mean, that does require a different kind of speed. And I think a lot of different ways you're putting the content out there through your social platforms and how you're, I would say, editing it is really also very important. Right, right. Just the flood of content that we have out there is amazing, right? The good news is the consumer decides, right? Right. So so my job is when they decide that they are emotionally connected to something and they want to wear it, and buy it and own it, that's when we have to get on it. Right. And the speed to market, that's something I'm really focused on right now. So how do we get to retail quickly? Or again, bake it in for at least 18 months before it launches. Right, right. I remember those days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about you never knowing when you were growing up. At four years old, I'm sure you didn't know you were going to be the president of Viacom. And uh, or 14 or 14, maybe not even 24. But at what point did you decide that you were going to go down this path and go into this career? And then at what point did it become clear or or did you aspire to get to this role? Or did you never aspire? And it just sort of happened. Listen, when you graduate college, you want a job. I I, I just wanted a job. (laughs) And when I graduated American University with a degree in communications and poli sci, I definitely wanted to work in the media field. I grew up in New York. Mm -hmm. And my first job offer came from, not joking, Brownsville, Texas. And I decided (laughs) that I did not want to move to Brownsville, Texas. No offense. Right. Brownsville, Texas. (laughs) I just, all my family and friends were in New York. So I thought, oh boy. Okay, plan B. Yeah. So it took me a very long time to find my first job. I thought to myself, if I ever, ever get a job (laughs) and I'm ever in an area of influence, you know, I will never forget what that feels like. And I think a lot of people can attest that I, I make a lot of time for people who are trying to figure things out because I just know what it felt like. Mm -hmm. And if I can't meet with the people, I definitely, there's so many amazing people Mm -hmm. in our organization that would love to take half an hour and give some advice. But anyway, I did get my first job working for a design agency and that kind of led me to another role at Gray Advertising, which led me to kind of what got me here, which is my, the, the interview went something like this. Uh, okay. So there's this show. We think it's going to be popular. It's called the Simpsons. And we just did a promotion with Burger King and we need a young account executive to help us handle that. That's the way the agency conversation went. I went, well, this sounds cool. I don't know what the Simpsons are. And, uh, 
I've never worked in, with an entertainment company, but I'm in. Okay. So obviously there's something about that. So that brought me to the world of entertainment marketing. Mm -hmm. So I worked for a couple of years for an agency that made the toys for fast food promotions, which was really fun. Mm -hmm. That brought me to Turner Broadcasting when they were launching the Cartoon Network, because now I became apparently an expert in selling <laughs> entertainment marketing. And I was a Turner for a couple of years, a awesome experience when Nickelodeon called and said, come over and join our integrated marketing group. So that's kind of my journey, if that's what you're mm -hmm. looking at. And so I never thought about being in consumer products, but I always loved media. Obviously, the entertainment business was super fun. Mm -hmm. And I think between fun, gut, energy, and um, a lot of perseverance, I found my way to this really fun business. Yeah. Wow. It does sound super exciting. Um, who influenced you along the way? I think first influence came from the guy that interviewed me at that agency. Mm -hmm. His name was Joe Conforti. He's an artist today. I just saw him last weekend. He was one of the most passionate, exciting, smart people I've ever encountered. And I thought I, I kind of, like I said, I didn't really mm -hmm. follow what he was saying, but I wanted to work for him. <laughs> yeah. So Joe had a tremendous influence on my life. Uh, Judy McGrath, the former C CEO of MTV uh, and Viacom was incredible. She is somebody who, I, who, again, I saw recently at a YouTube <laughs> show the other night, and she just brought a lot of humanity to her role and empathy. And mm -hmm. she was just like, the, you know, able to deal with organizations and rock stars in a way that I thought I definitely want to be like her. Right. Uh, so I think there's been a variety of people. Kathy Kennedy, I've watched her navigate an elegant career from mm -hmm. Kennedy Marshall to Lucasfilm. And then quite frankly, just people on my team, you know, mm -hmm. they kind of think, wow, they really understand this business and I want to learn what they know. Well, I'm glad you, you mentioned team because that's sort of that third question that I had lingering out there. So we talked about how you think about the composition of your team and being a motivational officer. Yeah. You said to me the last time that we, we chatted, um, you were talking about really helping your team grow and giving them opportunities to learn from each other um, and that you're learning from them. But, you know, when you think about how you could give advice or make a great impact on somebody's career or help somebody figure out like, where is their place on a team? What would you say to them? I mean, honestly, Nadine, it's feedback and feedback is a gift. Mm -hmm. We worked with an amazing organization, Lisa McCarthy and the Fast Forward program that really did a credible job talking about leadership development. Mm -hmm. And one of the things around there was just feedback and making sure it's both constructive and ongoing mm -hmm. and it's a gift as opposed to something that's punitive. Right. And so I do think getting and giving feedback is really important. Um, I also think developing people's skills. I mean, everyone on my team has been through media training mm -hmm. and it's not just to get ready for your <laughs> podcast. It's also about how to conduct yourself in a, in a meeting, quite frankly, and making sure what the clear conversation is you want to have and what the outcome is mm -hmm. as opposed to meeting upon meeting. So this ongoing feedback, leadership development, media training, making sure again, that they are resourced properly. It's just vital. Right. It's everything. I would imagine you spend a large part of your time thinking through that. I spend most of my time thinking through that. And the last thing I'll say is, is getting them recognized. Right. And visibility. You know, we had someone on our team, uh, Jose Castro spoke at a massive event yesterday for Women's Wear Daily. I mean, it's really important that our mm -hmm 
amazing executive is in front of the fashion world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really important to put our team front and center, get them famous, get the brand famous. um, And listen, it feels really good to be able to talk to people about what you know. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's also a big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we are almost out of time and it's sad. I always want to talk to you for, for longer. No, but you're awesome. Oh. I love the show. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I love having amazing people like you here. And everyone is wondering, you know, what would be your tip for somebody, whether they're middle of their journey or at the top of their journey or just beginning? Is there something that sort of a principle that you live by? Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. It's always amazing to me still that people are two things. First of all, they are afraid or not sure that they can put together a conversation, in Mm -hmm. this case, a meeting Mm -hmm. with people that are not in their own groups. It's Mm -hmm. really funny to me how people like to stay in their groups. But I I would say to you, if you need to get something accomplished, who do you need in the room Mm -hmm. and assemble the room and get the conversation done? That's really important. Don't stay in your own lanes. And then the second thing I would say is over-communicate. Why are we doing something? Mm-hmm. And I think people feel really good, not just telling people what's happening, but why are we doing this program? And right. if you do that, I think those are two things that I think have been, you know, really helpful in our organization. Great. Those are awesome tips. And I'm going to write those down for sure. And so my last question, if you weren't doing what you're doing right now, anything in the world, what would you be doing? I want to be a teacher after this. Mm. And I really, I don't know that I want to be an elementary school teacher, but I, I'd love to do something with college age kids. I'm really inspired by the youth today. I love listening and being around. And I think being a college professor would be my next goal. Well, I'll keep that in mind for sure. <laughs> Professor Pam, I mean, come on. Professor has Pam. a ring to it. No, seriously, I would really love to do that. Oh, I think that's fabulous. And I think that everybody out there would love to take your class, yeah. me included. So <laughs> thank, thank you. you so much for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure to have you here yes. in the studio together. Yes. Nice yes. to see you live. Yes, nice to see you live. Take All care. Right, bye. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.